What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the LA Rams add a deep threat. Plus, we learn more about the relationship between Jared Goff and Rams head coach Sean McVay. And later, we answer your fan quesos. Next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. And I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. Cool show to get into. Not a, a whole lot as far as the news aspect goes. We, of course, added a wide receiver. We did see some other guys uh, that were former L.A. Rams sign on new squads. And then uh, I've got somebody that's a big, big old backer downer. And then, of course, we're going to talk this Jared Goff and Sean McVay stuff. If you guys didn't read that article, I, I recommend it. I thought it was awesome. I love hearing those stories after the fact. I hate them while they're happening. I love them after the fact. I love to get into all the, the juicy deets, if you will, after the facts. That's always the most fun part. So, oh, and then, of course, we do we do have fan cases. I feel like I have a lot of fan cases. So we'll get into those a little bit later. We'll talk about the rest of the West. This week, we are starting some rankings to let you guys know as far as the rest of the West goes. We will give the news of the Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers, and Seattle Seahawks. Those are the other three losers in the rest of the NFC West. Uh, but you know what? We'll talk about their news. And then also, between all the NFC West teams, which includes your LA Rams, we are going to be ranking stadiums. And spoiler alert, the Rams have a pretty sick stadium. It's brand new and incredible. So if you guys are interested in hearing how the other one's placed, then uh, stay tuned for rest of the West. And like I said, we have fan quesos later on. But I think we need to talk about this wide receiver that the Rams just recently added. Rams did sign wide receiver Deshaun Jackson to a one-year deal. The details, as far as the money goes of this deal, are still currently unavailable. I keep like kind of refreshing, seeing to see if one of them's gonna, if something's gonna pop in for me. I just get dashes right now, so I have no idea what this what this contract looks like for this single season uh, that Deshaun Jackson will be under contract for the LA Rams. But I did want to let you guys know that I mean we heard just a few weeks ago, not very long ago at all, that the Rams were likely to be participating in free agency, but were not scheduled to be big spenders. And part of that reason is the limited cap number. But either way. The, the Rams kind of had made it known that the that the push was not going to be to bring in any high-dollar guys. So I'm guessing that this deal is actually pretty low, but I, I, I don't actually know, unfortunately. We don't have the numbers. If I had to ballpark it, because at time of recording, we do not know the numbers. This is Wednesday. It is 5.42 in Colorado right now, or 6.42. I'm terrible at reading time, apparently. And we don't know the numbers quite yet, but if I had to guess, I would say this is probably a one-year deal with worth probably 1.7, 1.8, uh, and I'm sure a big chunk of that is guaranteed. Maybe there's a little bit of incentive, especially because he is coming off of some injury-riddled seasons. So you know what? Maybe maybe it is a, a little bit lower of of the guarantee. Maybe maybe that is on the low end, but I would put it about 1.7, 1.8, just based on just based on my own predictions, honestly. So uh, we'll see what happens with uh, with those Deshaun Jackson numbers. But either way, D-Jax is now going to be an L.A. Ram catching the football from Matthew Stafford in the 2021 NFL season. So that should be some good stuff. A little bit of history on Deshaun Jackson. He does have 612 career receptions for over 10,000 yards, 56 touchdown catches. Has not played against the Rams since 2015. In 2015 and 2014 played against the Rams did not have a single catch in either of those games. We have to go all the way back to 2011, last time that Deshaun Jackson had a catch over the Rams, and that was, of course, the St. Louis Rams. And at that time, where was he playing? It was, uh, I believe it was Washington 2011, if, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just take a look at this as this page loads. Uh, 2011 was, oh, that was Philadelphia. That's my bad. I'm going a little late. That, the 2015. 15 and 2014 games those were Washington that was a uh, yeah so we got Philadelphia uh, the last time that he had uh, catches against the Rams and in 2011 
in that one game, had six catches for 102 yards and one receiving touchdown. 2008 also had a pretty big game against the, the Rams. Six receptions for 106 yards, but no touchdowns there. So in total, that was all. That's all the numbers he's gotten. He's accumulated against the, the Rams. So if you're keeping up at home with your math, that is 12 receptions for 208 yards, just the one touchdown. That's versus the Rams. Now, though, he's on the other side of that. He's going to be catching footballs for the Rams, not necessarily against the Rams, except for in practice and stuff. So, I mean, he'll still be going against Rams, going against Jalen, you know, going against Darius, no longer Troy Hill, as he's a Cleveland Brown. But maybe, maybe David Long. We'll see what David Long does this year. I'm excited to watch David Long play. Uh, I I just want to see him out there. I I have no idea what to expect, but either way, we'll get some uh, good practice time, I'm sure, against Deshaun Jackson. So what does this ultimately mean for the LA Rams? I had put out a video where (laughs) I was basically saying, I I do not see this happening. But I rewatched that video because I, I like to go back and kind of criticize myself a little bit happens a lot but uh you know either way i went back and i watched that and one of the comments that i made was don't take my words as absolute gold because i was sitting right here on ram showcase saying that i don't think that there's any way the Rams sign a keep to leave i don't see any way the Rams sign and dominican sue and of course we know that those both happened like almost immediately after i said that so of course i come out i say this one with deshaun jackson i i, I even like i i said those examples and i was like but i don't know this just feels different i don't really see a way that this would happen and of course it did so you know what maybe i'm not good at predictions maybe joe stradamus should not be my nickname but either way we're gonna flip that around all right we're gonna get some good predictions coming up uh, maybe not necessarily in this episode but I think that's one of the, uh, a prediction or, or a segment I want to bring back is the Joe Stradamus segment. It's gone extremely poorly in the past, but you know what? I'm willing to uh, flip my luck here a little bit, and and maybe we'll try to make it incentive based as well. We'll do something along the lines of if I get this prediction wrong, uh, the first you know five people that call me out or so, something like that. We'll we'll do something like that. Speaking of, um, well, we'll get into that in a second, but. Uh, either way, though, well, what does this mean for uh, for Deshaun Jackson? What does what does Deshaun Jackson specifically coming to the Rams? What does this mean to the Rams' offense? So, really, what it means is the Rams just got a guy who has a uh, like an absolute rocket attached to his shoulder in Matthew Stafford. He can absolutely throw the deep balls. Known as having a strong arm. Known as one of the tough guys in the in the league. And uh, overall, I mean, he's a good quarterback. He's definitely not in that top elite tier, at least. I mean, who knows what happens this year, but he's also 33. So I feel like we kind of know what he is, but also he was playing in Detroit. So it's just a it's a mess on trying to predict what is going to come out of Matthew Stafford. But now if Jackson can stay healthy, that is a legitimate deep threat. The Rams did miss that last year. It was, of course, you know, we ha- we heard the Van Jefferson talk, but when did he really even play that much? I, I just don't really remember seeing Van Jefferson play. And then, of course, Woods and Cup, are, who are very talented receivers, but not, not necessarily that deep threat. Uh, Bobby Trees, he does have uh, he does have the ability to go deep. I, I, I know that one against the Texans, which blatantly Rob Havenstein was holding on that. I don't know if we're going to talk about that or not. I don't know. But blatantly, that was a hold on J.J. Watt by Rob Havenstein. Either way, that's irrelevant now because it counted as a touchdown. We can't go change it now. Uh, so uh, so Woods does have the ability to go deep, but Deshaun Jackson, uh, he does, he's does. he got the burners. And I think we all know that he's got the burners, but he's also 34 years old. So uh, how, how much of that fuel is left there? I hate that. I hate the the comments of, you know, this guy's still got something left in the tank. It's like, well, is there a guy with more in the tank? Like, if I'm going on a road trip, I don't want the car that has a quarter of a tank left. Give me the car with the full tank. All right. And the, the one that, I'm sure they're both fast. Sure they're both fast. Just give me the full tank, man. Give me the full tank. That's a bad example, I guess, because you can just fill up the tank. You can't necessarily just fill up the tank on a player. But either way, I digress. Uh, also, I, I think it's worth noting as well that we've talked about this plenty of times on the show as as far as I'm super nervous about anybody we have as punt returner or kick returner since pre-Tavon Austin. I'll give, I'll, I'll give you that. Pre-Tavon Austin, I've been terrified every time a Rams person is back returning a punt or a kick. I think that Deshaun Jackson comes in. I don't think you can really argue that there's anybody on this roster that's better than him at those positions. So 
you know, worst case scenario, I think we at least have a punt returner and kick returner for as long as he's healthy. And I, I'm not saying that he's going to get hurt. It's it's possible. It's always possible. This is a very violent sport with very high impacts. Any of these guys can get hurt. It's not necessarily injury prone, just being in the wrong spot at the wrong time. And sometimes it works out unfortunate for guys where they just happen to be in the wrong spots at the wrong times more often than other guys. So Jashawn Jackson, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the, he, cause he has not played a lot in the last few years. Maybe he's a little bit fresh though. Maybe that's, maybe that's kind of the secret here. Let me get this, uh, this message for you guys. I just need to get this across to you guys because I think it's very important. Shaw's Customs. Shaw's Customs is the sponsor for the Fan Quesos segment that usually appears at the end of Ram Showcase episodes. I wanted to let you guys know this one though. Uh, I always say on there uh, that, you know, hey, s- tell him, tell him Sheriff Joe Bag sent you. You won't get a deal, but he'll get a kick out of it. If it's not made by Josh, it's made by somebody else. Th- those, those corny things. But I want to let you guys know something. A little bit of a change. A little bit of a change on Shaw's Customs, all right? So what's going to happen here is uh, Josh has been awesome enough to provide my listeners, you guys right here, with a coupon code for any of the vinyls here. So basically, this runs this this deal runs until April twenty third. So you do have a little bit of time. It is March twenty fourth right now. So uh, about a month that you guys can go order some vinyls and get a little bit of a deal, which is really awesome. So what you're going to need to go ahead and do, I'll slap it on the screen for uh, the the video viewers, uh, but you audio listeners, I'm gonna need you to like write it down or something because I can't visually get this to you if you're only listening to the audio version, but. I want to let you guys know, 25% off, all right? A whole quarter off if you just put in, uh, when when you're going to, to check out, you type in Rams Showcase 25, all one word. I'll put it on the screen for uh, for the video viewers, but make sure you guys uh, head over there. And, and, and I'll put links as well. I'll make sure that the exact links are are, are posted in the, the YouTube uh, comments or the, the YouTube description section. Uh, so that you guys know exactly where to go. I'll put it in the audio version as well. Hopefully that RSS feed grabs that and takes it everywhere. But uh, this, this is what we're doing. So Shaw's Customs doing 25% off of Ram Showcase listeners, which is amazing stuff and awesome stuff. I mean, go check them out, guys. It's Etsy.com slash shop slash Shaw's Customs. Always sound like Sean Connery when I'm saying that line, but it's all good because Josh is killing it for us so i do appreciate that josh if you are listening hey man you're the man and we are also by the way guys we've also had conversations about bringing back the giveaways so we'll be doing that i don't know exactly when that's going to start but basically what we're going to go ahead and do is uh we'll, we'll be doing like trivia questions or something along those lines and you guys can get a ram showcase decal for free and it's going to be awesome stuff so shaw's customs laying it down and that's awesome stuff all right let's move on I want to talk about Michael Brockers for a minute, all right? Michael Brockers was in the news from TMZ talking about Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. Made some comments about Matthew Stafford saying that he's a level up over Jared Goff. Which to we all said, yeah, we know, man. (laughs) Yeah, we know. Then it comes out that Michael Brockers, he says that uh, he had a a conversation with Jared Goff pretty recently after all these comments have happened and after they were both officially Detroit Lions had a conversation with Jared Goff he told him he has nothing but respect for him that I have no problems with obviously uh, why would I ha- why would I have any problem with somebody t- saying that he respects somebody else uh, obviously but he also just said he he basically backed down completely he basically said hey man I didn't really mean that I was just trying to pump up the Rams fans to which I call BS, Brock. Big old BS, Brock. That's what we'll call you now because this is the most backer downer stuff I've ever seen. All right, man. Blatantly backing down. And I am not about that life. Not about it. All right. So stand your ground, Brock. We all know that Stafford is genuinely a level up from Jared Goff. This is coming from a Jared Goff supporter. Always wanted Jared Goff. Wanted him day of the draft. I wanted him since the the Cal and Air Force uh, college game. I, Air Force is my local team out here in, in Colorado Springs. I watched Jared Goff absolutely light up the Air Force defense. And from there, it was like, all right, let me look at this kid. And really liked him. Wanted him in the draft over Carson Wentz. Always supported him. My viewers know that. 
But Matthew Stafford is blatantly a level up from Jared Goff. And Brock backing down on this, man, it just bums me out. Now, see, because like when it when it when he said it, it was like, yeah, it's like a little aggressive. Maybe you don't need to talk trash about your previous quarterback necessarily. Up your guy, but you don't need to down somebody else. You could say, hey, I'm really excited to play with Matthew Stafford. Man, this guy's awesome. You don't have to say that he's better than somebody else, somebody that you just played with. But if you're going to do that, don't immediately then get traded to the same team as the guy you were bashing and then be like, I didn't mean any of that, bro. I didn't mean any of it. I was I was lying to the Rams fans. I was lying to Rams fans just to get them excited. I want like basically Brockers told us that he does he has no idea what's going on in this in the quarterback situation, but he was lying to the Rams fans is what he's saying. That he was lying to us to just get us excited. That maybe maybe Rams fans didn't know that Matthew Stafford was was good at football, or uh, or maybe 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 there was a group of Rams fans out there, a large percentage of Rams fans who were excited that Jared Goff was gone, or or not excited that Jared Goff was gone, excuse me, and and didn't really want Matthew Stafford. Maybe he was just talking to them. I don't know. Either way, it all kind of rubs me the wrong way. Don't lie to us, Brockers. All right. If you're going to come in and say that Matthew Stafford's a level up, which he is, then don't back down the second you get traded to the same team of the guy you were just bashing, man. Come on. All right. That's all I needed to say about Brockers. We're going to still keep it a little bit, uh, <laughs> I guess the emotion a little high on this one. So Jared Goff has made some comments out in Detroit along with Brockers, apparently, and Basically, Jared Goff saying that uh, it's extra motivation now because of the trade. After the trade happened, now he's motivated again. Rams fans are making fun of this comment. And now I'm coming after you, Rams fans. <laughs> Rams fans are making fun of this comment. But I, I, I think we need to not forget that this is literally how Jared Goff works. He works best when he has that extra motivation. Do you guys remember in his rookie season, 2016, first First draft pick of the L.A. Rams when they returned back to L.A. Still the most recent first round pick of the L.A. Rams. And he basically comes out and says uh, after his 0-7 start, plays like absolute butt in that first season, gets crushed. He's fumbling the football all over the place. He has no idea what's going on. He looks completely lost, especially in games like against the Falcons. It looked like he had no idea what was going on out there. He comes in after the season and he's he's like I, I I promise you guys it'll get better. He did not like that. He did not like his rookie season. And guess what? 2017, great season. 2018, even better season. Went to the Super Bowl. 2019, maybe gets a little bit complacent. Falls off a little bit. 2020, eh? I mean, better than 2019, but there were some some games. Sometimes where you're just like, what is he doing? As a Jared Goff fan, it was always one of those things too, where you knew that if he threw, if the Rams came out on their first drive and Jared Goff threw three incompletions, you could basically stop watching. Like you could just be like, well, that's it. I mean, he's not on today and he's not going to get on today. So this is just the Jared Goff we get today. And then there was those times where like his very first pass would be, you know, a 23 yarder to Woods. And you're like, all right, we're going to win this game. Tell me I'm wrong. Is that wrong? Like, genuinely, give me examples if I'm wrong. Of a time where Goff opened the game, playing terrible, and was able to kind of like sit down and be like, okay, focus, focus, I got this. And then come in and play well. I don't think it happened. So either way, though, Jared Goff, he needs that motivation. I don't know what happened to it. Maybe going to the Super Bowl and signing his big contract, maybe that was like a I did it kind of thing. Maybe he felt like he had reached reached what he was shooting for. A lot of these guys, that's kind of what they're going for. As a kid, you're going for the big contract. You're wanting to play in a Super Bowl. He did those things. So is that why it fell off? I have no idea. I'm not going to speak for Jared Goff. I, ne I necessarily can't. But these are the kinds of things that makes him play better. Is motivation. Is people and everybody in the whole world being like, you suck, get out, and go play for this team now. Get out of here. That is the kind of thing that makes Jared Goff better. Goff, though, he unfortunately, he needs that outside motivation uh, to, to perform at the level that we've seen him perform at. And you can't lie and tell me that you have never seen Jared Goff pay, play at a high level. 
He took this team to the Super Bowl. If you need any kind of evidence that Jared Goff has it in him at all, first watch the Kansas City Chiefs game in 2018. I'm sure we all did. I've watched it like eight times, I think. It's a great game. Very exciting to watch. Or watch the overtime of the NFC Championship game against the Saints. That's it. Uh, but I'll be honest, though. It's um, it's really easy for Jared Goff to fall into that ditch. And I don't know if he has the tools to do it himself, to pull himself out. I think he needs outside help. Will that be Dan Campbell? Will Dan Campbell bite off his kneecaps? And will that be what he needs to, to, to get over that? I have no idea. We'll see. Either way, Jared Goff needs outside motivation to perform at a high level. We've seen that before. I just don't know if anywhere in Detroit that outside motivation will happen now. Or or is the outside motivation enough to go from a team, a better team in the Rams with a better offensive line, better coaching, uh, I would say better weapons, especially now. I mean, last year you could compare with Jones and Galladay. There were some really good weapons out there. It, and a better defense for the Rams as well. Uh, so is that enough for Jared Goff to, to be able to perform at that level we've seen him perform at? I just know that it felt like Jared Goff couldn't make off-schedule plays. It felt like this is the play. This is where the ball's going. If that's not happening, he's just going to like, yeah, and get sacked and probably fumble it or something. I feel like I'm talking a lot of trash on Jared Goff, but hey, it happens. Uh, let's see here. Let's move on, and then we'll get into the rest of the West, and then all oh, fan cases. But first, I just wanted to mention, I want to talk about the cap just a touch, uh, because it's almost impossible to find like solid information on the Rams' salary cap situation right now. So according to Track, the Rams are over the cap still by about $5.2 million. We know that that's not true, but also keep in mind, we do not have yet the Deshaun Jackson numbers. So they can't be factored in yet. I'm pointing because SpotTrack is open on my computer right now. We we can't know those numbers yet because we don't have those numbers yet. So uh, those will obviously play into each other. Uh, any articles that I've seen have given the Rams anywhere from about $10 million to $17 million in cap space. So I don't think the Rams are done playing. I don't think the, the Rams are done uh, inviting some people to maybe come and take a look at them or something like that. Maybe maybe some, uh, some linebacker. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, it feels like the Rams are not done. It feels like if the Rams were going to, and obviously you got to account also for the, the draft capital, but with no first round pick and what, well, I think it's only six or six, I think it's six picks that the Rams have. Maybe it's, maybe it's seven. Uh, the, the draft pool is not going to be that large. So also keep that in mind. Uh, but I don't think that the Rams are done adding. I, I think that we're still going to see some names that are kind of like, oh, because that's literally how I re- responded to Deshaun Jackson. It wasn't like, oh, man, we got Deshaun Jackson. If it was like a while ago, if this was like 2013, I'd be like, whoa, we got Deshaun Jackson. Cool. But in this time, it was kind of just like, oh, OK, like that. I mean, that's not going to hurt us. You know, I mean, and I'm sure it's fine and I'm sure he's not going to get paid that much. So either way, that's where we're sitting cap cap wise. Uh, I do expect so some kind of move, but I'm not necessarily sure what uh, where the Rams will attack uh, as far as that goes right now, though. Uh, I did have another segment written out. Uh, it's not it's at, well, not written out. I've, I have it titled, so we'll cut. We'll we'll visit this when we can. It's uh, the rumor mill in Rumorville. And, you know, I like it a lot. So I don't care about your opinions because I like it. And this is my show. So <laughs> but uh we, the only rumors that I saw this week, this is why we don't really have anything for this one this week. The only rumors that I'm seeing are just fan-led rumors that I couldn't trace back to anything. I couldn't trace back to like a real source of like, hey, this could potentially be happening. So I, I don't, I we didn't have anything. No rumors right now uh, as far as anybody that the Rams are being tied to uh, or anything like that. So uh, we don't have that. Uh, let's get into the rest of the West. First, I'm going to take a quick break. And then on the other side of this little quick break with a couple of quick Aaron Donald highlights in there, uh, we'll get into the rest of the West. We'll be ranking the NFC West stadiums and then getting into our fan quesos. And welcome back in. We're going to get into the rest of the West. So, of course, the LA Rams are in a division with the Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers, and Seattle Seahawks. So let's see what those other nerds are up to. And uh, these are the teams that we need to beat. First and foremost, I mean, you could talk about the Packers. It seems like, by the way, 
according to media, it's kind of getting the vibe that it's like it's Packers, it's Bucks, and it's Rams. And I'll take that all day. Uh, that's kind of the vibe that the media is putting out right now. The the Stafford edition. I, I think is being underrated, to be completely honest. I know that, like, Colin Coward put it as his number one move so far in the offseason. Uh, there's some other people that have been saying, like, like Packers, Rams, Bucks. It's between those three. The Saints, who knows what they're going to do. Seahawks kind of look like a little bit of a mess right now. And, I mean, as long as they've got Wilson, they're good. But uh, who else? who else is out there? I actually I feel pretty good about the uh, the football team this year. I think that they might do decent, uh, but their division is going to be a cake. I, I think they take that. Uh, they they clinch by like week ten or something ridiculous. Uh, but either way, let's go ahead and get into the rest of the West. We'll start with the Arizona Cardinals. Just a couple of quick notes on these teams, real fast. Uh, basically, uh, the Arizona Cardinals they did sign guard Max Garcia to a one year deal, and they did wave kicker Brett Maher. So. Maher is now looking for a new squad while Garcia lands in the desert. The San Francisco 49ers, Trent Williams. This is a, a big signing that we we had talked about. It kind of, uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about. Probably not. But either way, I still, I'm not in love with the Trent Williams contract. If it was the, the Rams giving this contract, I'd be like, what do we, like, why? Because it feels short term. I know it's a six-year deal, but it feels short-term. It feels like a three-year deal with some, like, all his money, basically, gets paid to him up front, and then they have a lot of outs after that first couple years. So the Trent Williams signing that contract, you know, for him, I don't necessarily get it. For the team, makes total sense. Trent Williams, though, awesome, awesome player, awesome player on the offensive line. Uh, It kind of came out that he was very close to signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. Basically went to visit with the Chiefs. Apparently there was a little bit of a dinner involved, all this stuff. And then he just goes back and uh, goes with the uh, the 49ers. So, so Williams staying in uh, San Fran, but almost went to a, uh, a Super Bowl contender in the Kansas City Chiefs. They've also did sign uh, defensive ends, Jordan Willis and Zach Kerr to one-year deals. And safeties, Jaquiski Tart. Jaquiski Tart? I, I, I hear it. Jaquaski sometimes, but it it's it looks like Jaquiski. I don't actually know. Uh, but Tart and Tavon Wilson uh, are now back as well, and they did wave wide receiver Chris Thompson. So Thompson now looking for a squad. The Seattle Seahawks they signed defensive end Benson Mayoa to a two year deal, defensive end Kerry Hyder to a three year deal, and then of course Chris Carson to a two year deal. So. Just about everybody adding to lines. Uh, the 49ers and Seahawks add to their defensive line. The Arizona Cardinals bulk up that offensive line with Garcia. So, you know what? Good luck, Garcia, because there's a guy, Aaron Donald, that's not blockable. It's not possible to block Aaron Donald. Let's get into these rankings, all right? So, this is something that I'm going to start doing. Uh, we were going to start it a couple, a couple weeks ago, but... With free agency coming in, I didn't want to get into uh, too many positions and stuff. That's actually why we're starting with the stadiums. We'll probably do like head coaches. We'll do stuff like that. We'll get into players as well, but I kind of want to wait till some rosters are a little bit filled out a little bit. I I feel pretty good that we know who the quarterbacks of all four teams are going to be. I feel pretty good that we know what running backs are going to be for every team. Uh, But of course, things get shifted a lot. Uh, We can look at wide receiver cores because it... Really, every one of the NFC West teams has multiple wide receivers uh, that are notable, at least in a sense, to to talk about them and and not necessarily number ones. Like, who's the Rams' number one? I mean, Woods, really, but Cup can be in that conversation as well. And then you look at the Arizona Cardinals uh, with with obviously Hopkins, but now Green. What is his impact coming in? You know, and then and then in Seattle, it's a like DK and then Tyler. So I don't know. We'll we'll get into all that stuff this time though. We're talking stadiums, so. We have some pretty interesting stadiums in the NFC West. There's some pretty awesome stadiums out there in the NFL, but the NFC West specifically has some pretty awesome ones. We'll start at number four, and I'm putting Levi's Stadium at number four. And I think a big part of this is because there's nothing special about Levi's Stadium. What is cool about Levi's Stadium? I like the the, the historical kind of look of it where you know it kind of looks basic. 
But that's also in this division with the other three stadiums is kind of a downfall for you. It, there's just nothing that really stands out about Levi Stadium to me. I've also, full disclosure, never been to any of these stadiums. I've only been to the Broncos Stadium. Great stadium, but that's the only one I've been to. We'll get to State Farm this year for sure, though. Uh, I've got an in with my job that I can get down to Arizona uh, for a week, and I, I convinced my boss. It's, uh, let me go to Arizona, but only when the Rams are in town. I'll go down there, but only when the Rams are in town if I can go to the game. And it was a yes. So we'll do that, and then uh, we'll check that out. But speaking of State Farm Stadium, uh, that's that's where we're going to put number three. And like I said, I haven't been here. But the reason this is number three is you're in Arizona, you go with a dome, which I respect that. But also, football is a fall into winter sport, so I don't know if that was 100% necessary. If the NFL was a summertime sport, yes, dome it up. Dome it up. But I didn't hate when the Arizona Cardinals played at Sun Devil Stadium outside. I thought that was cool. So, going with the dome, not necessarily the biggest fan of that, especially in a warm place. I know it gets like super crazy hot there and like week one through probably four, five, six would maybe be a little bit miserable for some people, myself included, but uh, State Farm Stadium, it is pretty innovative. You got the field that comes out and comes back in and stuff like that. You, they host like monster trucks and some other stuff, uh, but either way, that's number three because number two, that's Lumen Field, all right, or yeah, Lumen Field. Lumen Field is where the Seattle Seahawks play and this is it's such an interesting stadium. The architecture of this stadium, where it's kind of got like the half domes. I even like the ends where it's got the scoreboard. Like, I hope this makes any sense to you guys. But, uh, you know, I, I like the the way that this stadium is set up. And I know that if, I, like, of course the Seahawks are the Rams rival here, or one of them, where they're all rivals. But I know that if the the Rams played in that stadium, we would be upping that stadium so hard all the time. We would be talking about how sick it is how loud it gets, all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah, the Seahawks kind of cheated a little bit with the design to make it a little bit louder and also are not clever or original at all, calling themselves the 12th man for that stadium and and making it so loud. Neither is Texas A&M. I'll give you that. I am a Texas A&M fan, and technically they weren't the first to use it either. But either way, Seahawks stole it, and I'll never forgive them for that. Uh, but also, it's not very creative. But Lumen Field, very interesting stadium. I I love that it's like rare to see a sun game there. I liked it. It's overcast a lot. And uh, the stadium design is just awesome. But number one, obviously, is SoFi Stadium. That place is absolutely insane. Not a lot of people have been in this place yet. Uh, it, there's been no NFL games with fans in, in attendance, unless they're the cardboard version of the fan. But that doesn't count at all. Uh, the screen is the best. The roof is sick. It's got a screen on top. Like, because visible and see, being able to see through the roof, that's whatever. I don't care about that. But the fact that you can, like, watch the Super Bowl on top of it, that's pretty gnarly. And then, of course, it's the Rams Stadium, so that's pretty cool. But you got the, you have, like, a separate locker room for the Chargers, uh, who are the Rams roommates. And, you know, I, you got two owner suites. This place is amazing. And the campus that it's on is absolutely beautiful as well. I can't wait to see this one. I'm hoping that the things that I've heard about uh, no fans out that, that, are, that reside out of the state of California are going to be allowed to go. I hope that that's not true. I hope that what I'm hearing is just not real and that I get to go to SoFi this season and hang out with you guys because I want to see you guys. All right. You guys always see me through a weird little flat screen. I want to see, I will shake your hands, okay? I'll shake your hands, I'll give you high fives, we'll do some of those. Um, yeah, whatever, whatever, I guess, whatever we need to do. Some some of those, we'll do some, yeah, whatever. We'll figure it out. Let's go ahead and hop into some fan quesos here. And this first one here is going to come from David. Okay, so again, fan quesos is brought to you by Shaw's Customs. And for a limited time, only until the 23rd of April, you can get 25% off at Shaw's Customs following the link uh, that's going to be in the description of wherever you're hearing me below. You can follow that. At checkout, you're going to put in Rams Showcase 25, all one word. You're going to get 25% off from Shaw's Customs. Incredible stuff. Incredible. All right. So, And then we'll also be doing some giveaways courtesy of Shaw's Customs. And uh, yeah, if it wasn't made by Josh, it was made by somebody else. First one here is going to come from David. 
What are your top three Rams uniforms of all time? Ooh, great question. So, uh, ooh, this is tough. Um, number three, I'm going to go with the blue version of the blue and white. Old school, 70s style. I loved that. I haven't been able to find one. They're very difficult to find unless you get from, uh, I'm not going to say names, but there there's a person who sells them, but I don't. I don't patronize their their shop anymore. Uh, we had some some issues before. That's all. It's not a big deal. If you get from him, that's cool. Do your thing. I'm not calling you out or anything. Uh, but that's the only place that I've seen him so far. So hopefully that there's a, another avenue that breaks open where I can get a custom throwback blue and white Sheriff Joe Bags jersey because that would be awesome. Number two. I am absolutely, you guys are going to hate this one probably because the, the, the typical standard blue yellow horns on the shoulders, that's not in my list. I'm going with bone gray number two. I love the bone gray uniforms. I'm a big fan. Bone on yellow, the what we wore against the Jets, favorite, absolute favorite. I've loved that my whole life. Ever since I saw it in week 16 this year. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And uh, my number one uh, uniform for the Rams, I got to go with the the color rush. I love it so much. My favorite color is yellow. The fact that my the team that I love more than anything that that could possibly exist on this planet, the L.A. Rams, they put out a yellow jersey. I mean, I I couldn't say no to that. So that's my that is my number one. Also, what is your number one favorite game of all time? I'm guessing you're saying just Rams game of all time. And there are a lot that I really kind of held tight to. Uh, what was it? 2005, that Ryan Fitzpatrick game against the Texans. The first time we ever played the Texans, that comeback, uh, Kevin, he hit Kevin Curtis on, it was like a 52 or 56 yard touchdown in overtime to win it. Uh, that was, that was a great game. That was really one of my favorites. Uh, there was a Seahawks one where, where, uh, where, where Torrey Holt kind of had that bobble catch and pulls it back in. That was a great game as well. That NFC Championship game against the Saints will always, and the one against the Bucks. I mean, that that Ricky Prohl touchdown where he's you know, pinning it against himself and gets in, like, that was awesome as well. Oh, Super Bowl, hard to go against that. Hard to go against winning the Super Bowl. The Chiefs game, too, in 2018. I don't think I can give a favorite game. It's like asking me what my favorite child is. I have no idea. That's a tough one. We're going to move on. <laughs> this one comes from Lily. Uh, let's see here. I'm a Rams fan. I've got a question. This is the place to do that, Lily. Do you think we're going uh, to be better this season or last season? And we need to get some wide receivers. Uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup is good, but we need Adora Jack. We need more, and Adora Jackson would be nice. Adora Jackson obviously is off the board. This comment did come in a little while ago. Uh, do I think we're going to be better last season or this season? I think we're going to be better this season. You know, the Rams. The Rams were were having trouble on offense at the quarterback position. Looked good everywhere else, and they addressed that. Of course, we did lose some players in the secondary. John Johnson and Troy Hill are now uh, Cleveland Browns together. Uh, but either way, I think the secondary is still strong. Do you know Terrell Burgess and and uh, Jordan Fuller? Very strong players in the secondary. Seems like the coaches are a big fan of David Long, so we'll see what he does this year as well. Uh, you know, I, I, I think we're going to be okay. And I, and I think that this next season, I, I do think that we get better and we need some more wide receivers. I mean, we, we did just bring in Deshaun Jackson. I'm guessing that this comment also was before that one. And then Adoree Jackson, obviously, uh, is out as well. This one comes from Jesse. Who do you think we go after? I really want the Rams to go after Adoree Jackson. Unfortunately, that cannot happen any longer. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I don't think Clowney's out of the picture. Let's move on. I did buy, totally buy that uh, Rams Hawaiian shirt, by the way. That new one that released. Bought the hell out of it. Let's see here. And this one comes from... I'm gonna ruin your name. I do apologize. Uh, feel free to correct me. Uh, spell it phonetically for me so I don't screw it up again. Araceli wants to know, uh, what do you think about drafting Walker Little now that we have his O-line coach? Uh, you know what? I I am not draft guy. I'm not big into draft stuff. I don't really watch college football too much. I do watch college football, but I'm never watching it to evaluate. I'm just watching it for entertainment purposes. Uh, and as far as draft stuff goes, 
I typically, it's like right at the start of April is when I start kind of digging into draft stuff. But also, I'll be real. Uh, the Rams have made draft day kind of not exciting for me to cover anymore. It, it's it's not as awesome, I guess, to go in every single season where it's like, well, I mean, who's going to be up when we're still even, like, when who's going to be available when we're up? I have no idea. So, uh, Walker Little, I've heard that name a couple of times. Working with his offensive line coach, I think that's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting dynamic that I don't think that, I, that could be an underrated dynamic to, to Walker Little coming in. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. I don't, I just don't know if the Rams go tackle, honestly. I mean, depth, yeah, but I don't know if uh, that's necessarily... Because even when when Witt went down last year, Noteboom was pushed out, and he was pushed into that to that position. But, I mean, Bobby Evans was still sitting there on the bench, so I think we've got depth there. All right. Other fan cases here. This one comes from Tyler. Where do you see DJX production line going? I'm saying 800 yards, six touchdowns, 80 receptions. Holy cannoli, man. I don't think he gets even near 80. I, I'm putting him way closer to like 30 or 40. 800 yards, I think, is a lot too. I put him closer to the 550 to 600 range. Six touchdowns, I think you're high there. Also, I say maybe two or three. I, I, I think that this uh, Deshaun Jackson, you know, addition... I don't think it's it's you know a total bust or anything like that, uh, but I think that the expectations are maybe a little bit too high uh, on Deshaun Jackson this year. Eighty catches, I think, is way too high. I'll be real with you, man. I, I see him a lot closer to the thirty forty range. Hey, but I've been wrong a lot before, so who knows? This one comes from Cody. Any matchups in particular you would like to see the Rams um, match up against this year? I'm not 100% sure what you mean by that question, actually, man. I should have uh, I should have followed up. Uh, if we're talking team, I'm really excited to watch this the, the Rams play the Ravens again. Because the last time that the Rams played the Ravens, it didn't go well. Of course, that's not officially official yet. We are expecting the 17-game season to get approved. That's not official yet. And if that 17-game season gets approved, that's the only way that the Rams will play the uh, the Ravens. Next one here. Sorry, my glasses are being weird. Uh, let's see. Tyler, we're uh, up again. Where do you see the Rams finding their next big find? I'm thinking cornerback group, hopefully linebacker. We need one. Yeah, I, I mean, probably linebacker, probably in that edge rushing position. Because, of course, you know, Leonard Floyd does come back to the L.A. Rams. But with Abukam gone, you know, he was kind of a guy that I that I, I kind of was I, I kept penciling him hit him into that to that role. But now, of course, he's not going to be there. So, you know, we'll see about that one. And, you know, Natrez Patrick, of course, but he feels a lot more rotational than anything else. So, uh, yeah, I would say linebacker is going to be where our next big push is. Cody, should we hire you as the voice of the L.A. Rams? And if not, why not? That's actually the dream job, man. Uh, I'm my goal is to to take over for J.B. Long. Uh, I I. I'm in no rush because I really like listening to J.B. Long, and I think he does an incredible job. I think he's one of the better voices in the NFL right now. But I think that he's almost too good to just be the voice of one NFL team. I think it's it's just a matter of time before he's you know on a rotation on Fox or CBS going national and, and calling big games. So, yeah, I hope so, man. Fingers crossed. That's the, that's the dream job would be to, to be the voice of the L.A. Rams. Next one here from Cody. Is it just me or do we need a chant or another family tradition? For example, the Vikings got skull. What are new chant or tradition choices you can come up with? It feels like the the Rams are really pushing Rams house. The whole who's house Rams house. I'm not the biggest fan of it myself. I think it's a, just a touch corny, but I think all of these are corny. The skulls corny. Uh, what else even is there? I mean, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, the... Well, I guess it's not HTTR anymore for uh, the Washington football team, but either way, I mean, I think they're a little corny. I'm not a big fan of those, actually, but uh, either way, I think whose house, Rams house, that's kind of the thing. Another one from Cody, more a football fan. I am, uh, am I the only one that misses when they choose to play games outside now? Any chance of a new stadium uh, we get domes. Is the weather factor of games going to eventually be obsolete completely? No, I don't think that that happens. 
there's too many places where the where there will never be a dome. Chicago, Green Bay, those places will never have a dome. I don't think Denver ever has a dome. I think that they like playing in that, the the elements out there. I think the the Giants Jet situation will always be open air. I think the Buffalo will always be open air. Philadelphia will always be open air. I don't think that that's going to be the case. Some of the newer stadiums are domes, but also, I mean, look at the Rams. SoFi Stadium is more of just a covered field, not necessarily a dome, because there is no walls. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of comes over, uh, and, and it, it is open technically. But no, I don't think that that's going to go away completely. You just look at, at, the, at the market, really, the, the market. Like, Green Bay... They'll never have a dome. They want snow games. They, they 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 thrive on that kind of thing. Chicago, they don't want a dome. Those fans, I think, would riot in a dome. <laughs> uh, next one here from Cody is SJD play. Uh, is SJD's play the reason that Brockers is gone? I feel like he outplayed him last season considerably, and that's why Brockers was chosen as a cap hit and obviously traded. I don't know if uh, he outplayed him. I, I think that Sebastian Joseph Day is absolutely in the running for being a starter, and I would be surprised if that didn't happen. I, I think that he is pretty much just in line to become a starter. Uh, but yeah, I do think that Sebastian Joseph Day's presence did play into the decision to not bring Brockers back. This next one comes from Alex. Do you think the Rams can make any more significant signings? Clowny, perhaps? Perhaps. I don't think it's impossible. I really don't think it's impossible at all. Uh, I, I think that, that Clowney coming to the Rams, you know, I, I'm not fully expecting it, but it wouldn't surprise me. We'll see what happens, I guess. But I, that that is a, the position that I think that the Rams target. And also the fact that Clowney is yet to really, I mean, he did get a visit today. I think he was in, was it Cleveland? Uh, but he did get a visit today, but really the attention's not been that hot, that high on um on Clowney. So I do think it's it's very possible. This one comes from Ben. Ben wants to know how many yards, touchdowns, and interceptions will Stafford throw for? Yards, I you know what? He's coming from a pretty run heavy, like run first kind of position. He plays he he plays really well off of the off of the play action, and that's of course something that he's gonna do a lot this year. So as far as yards I'm going to put him in like the 44 to 4,500 range. Touchdowns, I think he can put up, I think he does a decent job on touchdowns, actually. I'm going to go ahead and say that Matt's, Matthew Stafford, I got, I got, I keep getting called out for calling him Matt, by the way. And I mean, I don't really care that much. I, if, if he cares, whatever, I'll call him Matthew. Uh, but, but for Matthew Stafford, for touchdowns, you know, I think I think he might be able to push that 30 mark, but I think we're going to hit like 27 to 29. So we'll say 28. Interceptions. This is a an, an area that he's kind of he he throws interceptions, you know? Um I'll say I'm going to say 15. Just barely under one a game is what I'll say. These next few, whoa. Looks okay. It's just worded long. <laughs> These next ones are from Jay, and uh, let's see here. Hey, thanks for uh, for watching. I, I I always appreciate it. Always, every single time. Thank you for being here, and thank you for dropping your quesos. This first one here. What do you think, McVeigh and Goff's profession? Why do you think McVeigh and Goff's professional relationship ended so badly? I think that Goff was not taking social cues from Sean McVeigh. Jared Goff was turning the football over a lot. Now we know, uh, based on that ESPN article, that it was a decently public call-out in the locker room from Sean McVay, who was not happy after the 49ers game, and called out Jared Goff in front of the team, basically. So we need to stop turning the ball over, and basically like looked at him. These are reports that came out. If you haven't read that article, highly recommend it. Also, Sean McVay has always been the guy to say, I need to do a better job putting my guys in position. Jared Goff never took that social cue. He never took that social cue of saying, I didn't do a good enough job. I need to get these guys in better position. He always just would say, you know, we didn't get it done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we didn't. But he finally, near the end, was saying, like, I just got to turn, I I can't turn the ball over like that. And we're all like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we know, man. Um, but yeah, I think that's really what it was. Is uh, McVeigh did not draft Jared Goff, 
And I think that the, that personality aspect of it, because McVeigh is fiery, he will always take the blame. And that's just not Goff. Goff's a little bit laid back, and 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 Matthew Stafford, I think, comes in, and I think that they, I think that McVeigh and Stafford kind of just, I I think that they they mesh a little bit better together. Number two here, I say tight end Bryson Hopkins cannot be overlooked. Man, balled out in college. Thoughts? Yeah, man, Hopkins. Uh, I I think that he gets an increased role, especially now that Gerald Everett is officially no longer a Ram. I think that that's just something that happens. So, so I fully expect Hopkins to to get a decent uh, amount of of play time this season. And hey, man, I I think that he can do it. I think he can do something. So we'll see what happens. And I, I'm still a big, uh, big guy on on Higgs. So, so Hopkins and Higgs, let's get it done. Deshaun Jackson has always been one of my favorite wide receivers. I've always said, you, know, you want flashy, dogged. Is that the right word? I don't know. Uh, you know, flashy dogged players at, number, at, at two key positions, wide receiver and cornerback. We now have both. Love the entertainment. Thoughts on how he fits into our culture. I don't, Yeah, I think that he fits in just fine. I don't think that, they, like, when it comes to a culture kind of situation, seeing Deshaun Jackson come in, I like it, at no point was I like, well, he just doesn't fit here. Like it was like, yeah, that makes sense. It makes total sense that Deshaun Jackson's an LA Ram. It just, it just, I don't know what it is, but it makes total sense. But if you also would have told me in like 2000, we'll just say 2016 was the year we drafted Jared Goff. If you would have told me that we'd be going into the 2021 season with Matthew Stafford at quarterback, we got Deshaun Jackson and Jalen Ramsey. It would have been like, no, like what? Like, and it'd be like, how many Super Bowls do we have? Like, <laughs> one of those situations. But yeah, I, I like the the fiery players, especially at corner. I want my corners to be pissing people off. Honestly, that's why I love Cortland Finnegan so much, man. He won us a game against the the Washington at the time Redskins. Uh, you know, with uh, with that penalty he forced, he won us a game. So yeah, I like that attitude and stuff, especially from corners. Secondary, you need it. I think. I think you need it. Next one here, over under Floyd. Uh, Floyd over 10, 10 plus sacks again. Um, yeah, he goes over 10 again. I think he, I think he's probably in like the 12 range and then Deshaun Jackson four plus touchdowns over 50 yards. I think that's about right actually, but I am going to go under, I'm going to say it's two or three, but it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if he goes a little bit higher and goes, goes a little bit nuts as far as the deep balls go. Our defense was outstanding last year. How can Raheem Morris outdo what our top-ranked defense did last year? Expectations. Uh, yeah, so Brandon Staley was a pretty fresh coach coming in. Raheem Morris, I think, will be able to take the the scheme and everything that that uh, Staley was able to, to instill uh, for the Rams. And I don't want to say modernize it. I don't know if that is... No, fine-tune it's not modernizing it. It's fine tuning it. I think that that's what Raheem Morris can do to this defense. And he's got some people to play with. I mean, like Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, like these are guys that you can have some fun with as a defensive coordinator. So I think him coming in, I think is actually, you know, how will he, how will it outdo our top ranked defense last year? I'm not 100% sure how we're going to compare to last year. Cause we did lose some guys. We did lose, you know, Samson Abukam, we we do lose John Johnson is the biggest one, and then Troy Hill. Those are big losses. So I don't know, man. It's um I think Raheem Morris is the better defensive coordinator, though. I'll say that. Staley did an amazing job in his first year, but that was also one year he came from being an outside linebacker coach. And I kind of get the vibes that Aaron Rodgers, when you see Aaron Rodgers look at your defense and then smile, it's not good for you. Okay, so the fact that that was happening showed me that Aaron Rodgers absolutely knew what our defense was about and knew what was coming. And that to me gave the blueprint a little bit. So I'm not 100% like it's, it kind of felt like this year would have been a dip if Brandon Staley was still going to be around. And next one up here we have, we all know the LA Rams 2021 schedule is your default background on your phone. What are your top three matchups you were looking forward to watching? Hashtag Lions versus Rams. So yeah, I mean that's a that's a such a good matchup to to watch this year, especially with all the changes that we had between each other. It started with Brad Holmes becoming their GM, and then of course bringing in uh, the 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 Stafford Goff deal, and then the Brockers move. 
So yeah, that's it. That is up there for sure. I'm really excited to watch that one. I always get really into the the Rams and Seahawks games. Those are always my favorite. Uh, I'd already mentioned earlier the the Rams and Ravens this year. Uh, let's see who else. I mean, I'm trying. Those are really. I mean, it's it's also not my background, by the way. Let's see. I don't know. You're not gonna be able to see it. My background is my own show logo because that's how into myself I am. So. Uh, I, I make schedules when the schedule releases, I'll, I'll make a couple, uh, to, and they'll just be posted on Facebook and stuff of phone backgrounds of the schedule. If you guys are interested in that pretty cool, but, uh, yeah, I would say the lions game for sure. Ravens game. I'm super excited for if that actually is something that happens and then any game we can get against the Seahawks, those are usually such good games. And that's why I, I always, uh, I'm always pulling for those ones, always pulling for those ones. Number seven, until this minute, Austin Blythe has yet to sign anywhere. Overrated or just asking too much? Do you think we bring him back for continuity? I actually do think we bring him back. I, I, I think that that maybe he thought that he was going to have a bigger market on the open market, and I don't think that's happening. And I think that the Rams eventually are like, come on back, bro. That's cool. <laughs> you know, because I don't know. I, I don't necessarily want Brian Allen to start. I'm not anti Brian Allen, but he wasn't playing that good in 2019. And when he went down, the Rams offensive line got better. So that's unfortunate. And I don't know, you know, what that progression has looked like behind the scenes. People don't stay exactly the same. Exhibit A, uh, if you guys listen to shows even just a year or two ago from me, those shows are worse. So we're getting there, but in, in, in is the progression something that's happening for, for Brian Allen? Probably. How much? I'm not I'm not sure. I have no idea. But I like Austin Blythe, and I would like him back uh, as an LA Ram. I, would, I wouldn't hate that at all. Uh, but yeah, I think he's probably asking for too much. I think he thought his market was going to be a lot higher than it actually is. Next one here, NFC Championship game or bust for me at, at minimum. What are your expectations for the season? You're going to hate this answer and everybody's going to hate this answer. So I don't care. I don't <laughs> this team looks like it can do really well. This team looks like it's definitely a playoff team. Looks close to being a playoff lock, honestly. I would be surprised if this squad did not make the postseason. Expectations? Postseason. I, I think that's it. And as long as you're getting there, you're doing fine. Unless you're the Bengals or something like that when you can get there and then never win. But, you know, I also, I, it doesn't matter. And I know that that's a crappy answer. I know that. I know that nobody likes my answer when I say that the Rams can can go 0-16 or 0-17 for the next 10 years. I'm still going to be sitting here wearing my Rams stuff and having a great time doing Ram Showcase. I, it doesn't matter to me. So, when you say, this is my question back to you. When you say... NFC Championship game or bust. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by bust? Does that mean if this team doesn't make the NFC Championship game, you're going to pick a new squad? Because if not, then bust is not the correct word. That's all. That, that's my only question back. To anybody who says, like, it's Super Bowl or bust, well, then what happens if this team doesn't win the Super Bowl? You just find somebody else? You go join the Packers or Bucks bandwagon? I don't know. And I'm not saying you're going to do that at all. And I think that those are just words of like, basically what I think you're saying is that the way that this team is built, we should absolutely get to the NFC Championship game, which I which I agree with. I, I think that the Rams can get there. We're one of the best three teams in the NFC right now, it looks like at least. We got the, the Bucks, the Packers, and what looks like the Rams. Tell me another team that could be in that conversation above the Rams besides the Packers and Bucks. Rams did beat the Bucks last year, did not beat the Packers last year, of course, but those are the only two teams in, in the NFC that I can say definitively that are better than the Rams. And even then, I think, like, I mean, the the Rams played the hell out of the Packers. Unfortunately, it was our defense that really didn't hold their own in that game. Rams beat the Bucks early in the season. They did get better as the season went on. They bring back a lot of guys, so I don't know if that's something that could happen. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But what are my expectations this year? I think this team goes to the playoffs, and I think that um, I think that they do well there. I, th I, I think you can go from 10 wins and one playoff win with Jared Goff to 11 or 12 wins and a playoff win or two with Matthew Stafford. I don't think that that's unreasonable. 
I'm excited to see how linebacker Traven Howard shows out this year. Speed at linebacker. He was slated to start along Kaiser last year before the injury, barring injuries. How do you feel about those two starting? I think Kenny Young did a lot to earn a job last year. And I know it's unfortunate for a guy like Howard who did seem like he was going to be in that conversation for a starting starting job and then kind of falls, I don't want to say falls off or anything like that because that's not necessarily what happened, but with the injury. Uh, but I think Kenny Young did a did a fine job, and I think I, I really do think that we go into the season with Young and Kaiser at uh, the inside linebacker spots, barring some kind of other move. If if you know if roster today is what we're going in with, then that's exactly what I say that the that the Rams go into the playoffs or to the season with. But Howard is in that conversation. I think that he can be utilized as a, a as as a rotational guy at minimum. The, my biggest concern, honestly, is the green dot. Who's going to be calling stuff? Uh, John Johnson was the guy in charge of making sure everybody was in the right spot last year. Who's going to be that guy? It's very difficult for that to be a corner because they're off to one side of the field. So probably not a guy like Jalen Ramsey. Can it be a guy like Micah Kaiser? Can it be, can it be a guy like Jordan Fuller? These are questions, guys. These are questions. Who's going to be the defensive captain actually calling stuff for the Rams? Of course, we know Aaron Donald's going to be a captain, but who's going to green dot? Who's going to be putting people in position? It's not going to be Donald. He's right up front. He's not looking back here, making sure that these guys are, are lined up right. It's not going to be Ramsey. He's way off to the side. He's trying to shut down number one. All right. So who is that going to be? Maybe Jordan Fuller. Maybe Jordan Fuller. Go high voice on you guys. This next one here, carryover from last week. Still mad. My man Brock is gone. Time to move on, though. AD, Robinson, SJD. What are your thoughts on that starting lineup? Great Gaines will surprise. Ooh, Gaines was making my crap list last season early on. He was getting pushed around last season early on, and that was really frustrating me. Like, to the point where I was on here, and I was like, this guy needs to get cut if he doesn't pick this up. This was bad football. He did. He picked it up, and he's doing. he, he ended up doing fine pandemic offseason hard to be super critical but I was I didn't care I have no I I don't take it back he was getting pushed around a lot and it was ugly to watch AD Robinson SJD I think that's a completely realistic defensive line I, you know yeah I, I I think that's that's totally fair especially with the guys that are on the squad today this makes total sense great games will surprise though I'm not sure man we'll see how he comes in this year I was not a fan for like the first seven games last year. Bonus. Speaking of fan quesos, what is your favorite type of queso? Mine is Abuelo's queso dip. I'm actually lactose intolerant, man. I will not tolerate lactose. And I mean, I still, I mean, I like cheese. It's good. I don't know, man. I don't think I eat that much queso, honestly. <laughs> I chose the word quesos because it starts with Q-U-E, and that's the same three letters that the word questions start with. So that's why we went with that. But yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. I will not tolerate lactose, though. I know that much. This one comes from Gary. What else do you think Sneed has up his sleeve in free agency? Dude, who freaking knows, man? That's, um... Uh... It, he is impossible to nail down. You, I never know what he's thinking. Ever. I never know what Les Snead's about to do. Les Snead is always just back there masterminding stuff. Under that incredible hair, things are working all the time. And it's hard to tell, man. But you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and lock in Joe Thomas' prediction. I said I wasn't going to do it. I'm doing it. Anyway. I don't care. I'm going to say Jadavian Clowney becomes an L.A. Ram for the 2021 season. We're just going to go ahead and lock that in. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Watch him like already be a brown. Watch. I'm going to just do a quick search before I look ridiculous on here. Nope, not Clooney. That's not who I needed. That's not the right guy. Visit with the Browns has concluded. He is back home per source. I'm going to stick with it, man. I'm going to stick with it, man. I'm sticking there. So I'm going clowny to the, to the Rams. That's, that's my big prediction. That's it. Uh, that, uh, thank you guys very much for the fan quesos. Feel free to drop them wherever you guys are listening to me. I will catch them and answer them on the next show. If it is a time-sensitive question, which I've been getting sometimes, 
we will just uh, I'll just respond to you and we'll have a conversation in the comments section that's totally fine with me as well uh, but make sure uh, that you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media that's where you can drop questions as well shoot me a message you do not need to be followed by me to be able to message me on Twitter so make sure you guys follow at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter facebook.com slash ram showcase you can message me on any of those you can follow myself as well at sheriff joe bags on instagram and twitter facebook.com slash sheriff joe bags again guys again shaw's customs doing 25 percent off for just ram showcase fans don't tell the others all right don't tell the other people who listen to other podcasts they don't deserve it you guys deserve it because you guys are listening to the best ram podcast on the internet which is ram showcase that may not even be true i have no idea i don't watch other rams podcasts I just like mine. I don't know. And that's only because I have to edit it, so I have to watch it. I don't really watch the other ones, though. I maybe catch a glimpse here and there. I, I, su- I like to support some of the other squad members over here. Rams House and Rams Fan KDH, they dropped down. on. Uh, we did a, a little, well, just a little, a little mini roundtable, really. Um, you guys check that out on the Rams Showcase YouTube channel. It's available there. I totally have Spider on my arm right now. I don't know if you guys would see that. It was time. I got it. Either way. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, I, I don't watch too much other uh, Rams content, uh, but but you guys are the best because you guys are here, and this is the best one. That's it. Uh, that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and players are with you. Those of you are Rams fans. Thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.